Hi, I'm Logan, and this is Living with an Alcoholic, the podcast that, well, talks about living with an alcoholic or an addict, and the struggles you encounter, and the best way to make it through with your sanity still intact. These are my stories and things I've learned along the way, and how the program of Al-Anon has helped me. I hope this helps you too. Welcome. Let me first of all say Happy New Year. It's a new year take it for what it is it's a new year and things can change things can get better find the positive find the positive in everything you do let's talk about the disease of alcoholism and addiction let's talk about what it's really like to watch that to see that to feel that Nobody wants to watch their loved one suffer day in and day out. No one wants their loved one to use or to drink to excess to the point where they're a completely different person. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants them to be normal and and act like everybody else and know when it's time to stop and when it's time to live life and have a normal life. Everybody wants their loved one to be able to focus and function and be normal like everybody else. And the truth is with the disease of addiction and alcoholism, they are never going to be like everybody else. Addiction and alcoholism is a disease of the mind and the soul. It is a mind altering disease that causes the brain to make the body compulsively need something on a continuous basis. It's been defined in several ways, but let me read you one definition. Alcoholism is a disease Characterized by uncontrolled drinking and preoccupation with alcohol. Alcoholism is the inability to control drinking due to both a physical and emotional dependence on alcohol. And you can transfer that to any type of addiction that your family or loved one has. There is no treatment. There's no putting it in remission. There's drugs you can take to stop the cravings. But that doesn't stop the disease itself. The disease is always there. Going to an AA meeting, being sober for years, doesn't mean that the disease is going to go away. Going to NA for years and staying sober for years does not mean the disease has gone away. The disease is there. It will always be there. It will always be the mind controlling the body and telling the body that they have to have that substance that they use. It's not easy to watch our loved ones like that. It's not easy to watch our loved ones suffer and have that compulsion to use a substance. It sucks. 
it fucking sucks. The disease fucking sucks and it takes our loved ones from us and it changes them into these horrible, awful people when they're using. I always call it the Jekyll and Hyde effect. With my fiance, he is this kind, loving, emotionally stable, hardworking man. But the minute he falls into and lets the disease overtake him, he is a fucking asshole who can't control himself, can't hold down a job, can't get his shit together, and irritates me. That's who he is when he's drinking. And it sucks. I fucking hate that person. I hate the disease so much. I hate the fact that their mind makes them think, I must have this. Their mind makes them think I must have this and their body has to have it to function. It sucks. It sucks to watch our loved ones suffer and go through that. Now, some of you may be listening to this and you're actively watching your loved one suffer. And maybe they're going through detox. Maybe they're trying to sober up. And that's good. But there's no cure for the disease. Just remember that. There's no cure. There is remission. There is remission through 12-step programs, through taking medications, through whatever you do to recover and have remission. There are ways to do it. But that disease is still in their mind. That disease still makes them think, if I just have one drink, I will be okay. And the truth is, they can't have just one drink. They can't use just one time. They can't just do something just a little bit and it'll stop. Because once they start, they feel the need to have it on a continuous basis. It boosts the serotonin. It makes them have this thing where they feel like they're feeling good. And maybe they don't. Maybe they've gotten to a point where they've used so much or drank so much that they hate themselves, but they don't know how to stop because the body craves it, the body needs it. And when they do go through detox, they get sick. They get so sick, they can't handle it. And it's just easier to use the substance again instead of feeling that sick feeling. The seizures, the throwing up, the shakes, Oh my God, the shakes and the seizures and the throwing up and then being sick. They suffer through that on a continuous basis when they try to detox for days. It goes on for days. When my fiance's detoxed and I've sat through it with him, he has had seizures he has had the shakes, he has had nightmares, he has had the sweats, he has thrown up, he's had the shits. He is miserable, he is unhappy. It is hard. It literally is their body fighting the urge to have a substance. It makes them so sick that they're a totally different person. It is so hard to watch. 
it is depressing to watch. And the disease makes us just as sick. It makes us crazy. It makes us angry. It makes us sad. It makes us these people who will do anything just to make their loved one happy. We don't talk about the suffering we go through watching them suffer. We don't talk about what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night to our loved one yelling and screaming because they're using actively and they're paranoid and somebody's coming to get them. We don't talk about the abusive people they become. We don't tell anybody what's going on. We hide the bad stuff from everybody in the outside world and we suffer internally. We end up as their loved ones being sicker physically than they sometimes ever are. We don't talk about how sick it makes us. The mental sickness, the emotional sickness, and the physical sickness. I know so many people who lived with al alcoholics and addicts who have ended up with diabetes that's uncontrolled who've ended up with high blood pressure that's uncontrolled, who've ended up with autoimmune disorders, who've ended up with cancer and ulcers and all kinds of stuff because we end up worrying and it makes our body shut down slowly. And they don't realize that we go through that. They don't realize the disease of alcoholism makes the loved ones around them just as sick or the disease of addiction makes their loved ones just as sick. I know for me it makes me this anxious insufferable person. It has made me mentally and physically ill. When I lived with my ex-husband I used to have the worst stomach issues. I would constantly feel sick to my stomach, constantly be in the bathroom sick to my stomach. It didn't matter because I didn't know what to expect. Now that man was abusive anyhow, so I really didn't know what to expect. But you mix in alcohol, you mix in drugs, I had no clue what to expect. I would make myself sick on a continuous basis. I constantly had stomach issues. I constantly had fevers. I constantly had colds. I constantly had all these things. And I couldn't figure out why I was constantly getting sick. I had no clue it was because I was suffering from the disease of alcoholism and addiction by proxy. I had no clue. I had no clue what it was like until I lived with somebody who was sober and then started using again. And when he started using again, I got sick. It occurred to me I was getting sick because of the disease, because I made myself sick. And the only cure we can have for it is accepting that they're using and that they're drinking. And we need to change how we look on it. But it still doesn't help, does it? It still doesn't help all the time and that's okay.
it's hard to admit that we're sick because they're sick. It's like a light string of lights on a Christmas tree. That one bulb goes out and makes the rest of the bulbs around it go out. We are the bulbs around the one light that goes out. It's not easy. It's not easy to live through the disease and live through the addiction and the alcoholism. And it's not easy to try to watch your loved ones suffer. It's not. Just know it's a disease. It's an uncontrolled disease. And if you keep that in your mind, if that's all you can do to keep yourself sane is that this is a disease. You're talking to a disease, not to your loved one. If they're actively using, you're talking to a disease, not to your loved one. I call it the Jekyll and Hyde effect. My fiance is two different people when he uses. He is two completely different people. When he's sober, he is kind, wonderful, hard-working man. When he uses, he is a fucking asshole who can't hold down a job, can't do shit, pisses all over the place, and drives me crazy and acts like a fucking toddler. And it sucks because that's not the man I fell in love with. The man I fell in love with is strong and hardworking and respectful and kind. But when he's using, he is a totally, totally different person. Now, I know you've seen that. I know you see that. Please, if they're actively using, at least keep in mind that it's a disease that you're talking to, that it's a disease you're dealing with on a daily basis. You are not truly dealing with your loved one. But keep in mind too that they're a person. They are a person still. And there will be glimmers of them being normal and being themselves. Love that person despite looking at the disease. It's okay to hate the disease. It's okay to say this fucking sucks. It's okay to say I can't handle this. Because to be honest, when he's actively using, I can't handle the act of addiction. I can't handle the act of alcohol use. I am not the same kind, loving, wholehearted person that I am when he's using. I am a terribly mean, mean bitch. Because the disease makes me that way. I react to the disease in the most negative fashion. The disease sucks. It robs us of our loved ones. It robs us of our children. It robs us of ourselves. If you're watching your loved one go through active addiction, find help for yourself so that you can learn to handle it, so that you don't get sick like the rest of us have, or that you have before. Take care of yourself 
Because if you don't take care of yourself when they do decide that they've had enough, when it's enough and they want to fight that disease and they want to put that disease in remission, you're not going to be strong enough to support them. So find help. Go to Al-Anon, go to Naranon, go to your church, call a friend, whatever you need to do, go to therapy, whatever you need to do to be able to deal with this. Because by setting these good examples, by setting these examples of I'm going to take care of myself, you're showing them that they can get better too. If you need me, reach out. You know how to find me on Instagram. Find me on TikTok. Leave a message. Whatever you need to do, reach out. Find help for yourself so you can get better, so you can show your loved one how to get better. Because when you get better together, you're an amazing, amazing partnership. That is the one thing I have learned is getting healthy together is strength in a relationship. Show your loved one that you care by taking care of yourself. Happy New Year, you guys. You don't have to suffer alone. Keep coming back. I promise things will get better for you. Things will get better if you take care of yourself. Find me on Instagram. Find me on TikTok. Keep coming back. Happy New Year.